What is up? Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Effective on Purpose with Jeff Welch. I am Jeff Welch, your friendly neighborhood performance coach who helps leaders defeat distraction and overcome overwhelm so they can spend the majority of their time, energy, and focus on their most valuable work. And today, I am sharing a conversation with my executive assistant, Truk Towns about delegation and the ins and outs of working with an assistant. This episode is for you if you recognize that there's more valuable work you could accomplish if you learned to let go of some things, something you're going to hear that I've struggled with, or if you've always been curious about what it might be like to work with a fractional assistant. And what that means is Truk works for me 30 hours a month, so that lowers the barrier to entry for me to have access to the kind of support that I need. I don't have to hire a full-time person who follows me around all day. Uh, She lives in another town, in another state, and uh, it works beautifully. And all right, let's, let's just get into it. Um, I really appreciate appreciate you doing this, Truk. Um, I I have had a, I mean, you know, I've had some challenges accepting help in this regard, <laughs> and you have been such a source of uh, support and help to me as I have learned how to let go. And I've just gotten a lot of questions from people along the way about what this experience is like. And so I'm hoping we can shed some light on that. And for for some folks who may be in the market for uh, a remote assistant or some, you know, admin support, this could be a way for them to learn a little bit about how that process works. And for others who maybe are just trying to let go of some things that they've held on to, you've really helped me uh, around mindset, the delegation mindset. So I appreciate that. So maybe you can just start off by telling telling us a little bit about like what what attracted you to working in a role like this? Because some people, like you're living someone's nightmare. But it's something you're great at and something you seem to really love. So tell me about tell me about that. Yeah, so um, I had a son. And when I got pregnant, my husband and I, we decided this is going to be, for lack of a better word, right, our standard of care for our son. Until he's able to talk, walk, until he has skills, right? One of us needs to stay home and make sure that we are taking care of him and and growing his mind right investing in his brain and usually when you make a decision like that as a family it looks one way dad goes to work mom stays home takes care of the house and baby Um, and so i accepted that role without really thinking about the fact that i love to work yeah i love to work jeff and so i was looking for this bridge between um, advancing my professional life and also holding on to this commitment that I had made that was super important to me once I had a son. And being a virtual assistant was the perfect fit for that. I had been in administration for 10 years prior to that, um, everywhere from huge giant organizations like the University of Utah and uh, the University of Utah Hospital, 
all the way down to family-owned businesses, online coaches. And so I had this amazing experience that I wanted to continue to use to help other people. That's awesome. I, I, I love that there, the, the creativity of saying, I, I can scratch both itches, right? Like I don't have to just choose to do one thing or the other, but there's probably a solution that affords me the ability to address both. So just for everyone else's edification and, and like we've had this conversation around the word virtual, right? Like, um, you, you, what you provide for me is fractional. Uh, you, you work a certain number of months on, on my stuff, but you have other clients as well who, who you also support. Um, you are not virtual like AI, you are a person. (laughs) (laughs) And so you're remote. You're not in my community. You're not, well, we probably, we may never meet. Um, and yet we're able to work together and, and accomplish lots of cool things together. Um, how, how has the fractional part of it been either helpful or challenging just in terms of, um, it's not. You, you have a skill set, but you're having to deploy that in different ways for different people at different times. Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, firstly, I think that the virtual portion, making it virtual really opens it up to small business owners, right? Um, having it be part-time opens having an assistant out up to uh, people who aren't you know, millionaires yeah. in an executive role or celebrities, right? That's kind of Me. what people think Me. when they yes. think of, <laughs> right, right. People think like, oh, I have to be a celebrity or I have to be in this huge conglomerate company to be able to have an executive assistant. But small business owners also have these super tedious needs, super tedious tasks that would benefit them and allow them to grow if they were able to delegate it to somebody that was dedicated to helping them be more efficient, right? So I love that about being a virtual assistant. Um, And, you know, COVID really changed the game, I think, for a lot of people and a lot of industries. And at the time that COVID happened, I was actually working as a funeral planner. And so I was still working, like the show must go on, right? And so we had to get really creative and we employed a lot of those virtual Uh, technologies that are out now. And it's allowed me to really adapt well to this role. I had never been virtual before this. And it opened up my mind to how to be professional and also deliver a very quality service to all of my clients. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so uh, a company called... Now, first off, just real quick, uh, Belay is not sponsoring or endorsing this Belay has no idea we're doing this. Hopefully Belay is not upset that they're being mentioned here. But Belay was a, a company that basically um, connects people like me with people like you, right? Um, yeah. People who have your skill set uh, with people who need that skill set. And so, uh, and part of why I chose to do that as opposed to looking for someone in my own community or trying to find someone on my own was that I just don't have time. I don't have time to vet somebody. I don't have time to understand who has the skill set and who doesn't. I was challenged enough by trying to figure out, understanding that I needed support, but not knowing how to access that support exactly. Like, what is this even, how does this even work? So um, they do the hard work of connecting the dots uh, so that we can just work together. But when I showed up, 
I, I had a pretty clear idea that I needed some support. I knew there were things I could get rid of, but I wasn't exactly sure either how to do that or exactly what that would look like. Is, is that common with other people you work with? Um, or are other clients more laser focused on like, here are the things that I need from you and can you do this? Hmm. I would say that it's very common to have clients come in. You know, if you're looking for an assistant, you've probably ran into a couple tasks that made you go, "Ugh, I yeah. can really delegate this to somebody, right? But the undertaking of understanding how to uh, delegate, right? How to train someone, how to show somebody how to do this task and what your standard is, is a very difficult thing for yeah. people to wrap their heads around. And so I would say almost all of my clients don't really know how to do that quite yet. And to be honest, that process will look different for everybody and every assistant, right? Sure. So there's a, there's, there's a preferred process for everyone, but the key is to take it just a step at a time. So I don't know if you remember Jeff, but when we first got on that kickoff call, it was about, okay, what can we get done? What are big wins that yeah. we can go ahead and accomplish for you that first week? Yeah. Let's go ahead and knock the first week out. So you can start delegating right away and you can see what I can do and we can open up that channel of communication. So you can give me feedback, see yeah. how I take feedback and I can give you feedback and kind of get that, that feedback loop, right? That communication loop established. Then we can do 30 day goals, 60 day goals, 90 day goals, so on. Yeah. And, and that was it's it's funny because like all of those things they I think they sound intimidating to me on the surface like well what can you get rid of right now I like yeah. I, uh, <laughs> for whatever reason it's like I know there are things and yet when it comes down to it and, and I think part of that is is the understanding that what I want what I'd want like the dream is just to be able to be like hey Truk here are the things and then you know how to do all those things and go do them. And yet yeah. it really is a process. And so uh, I look at that, it, you know, personally as like this big heavy lift where we've got to do all of this stuff. And yet you really helped to break it down into like, well, here, sh what is some low hanging fruit that you can show me? So now that's off your plate and I can start taking that. So one of the things we had talked about was travel. And I can remember that first week thinking, there is no way. How in the world <laughs> yeah. am I going to communicate to this person how I want, like the, the, where I sit, on, what I want to sit on the plane, my preferences for all these different things. So in fact, like the first funny thing was uh, you, had, you had booked me in a bulkhead row uh, and I was like, oh no, I'm the weirdo who doesn't, I like, I want to have my bag right at my feet. I don't want to. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, that's interesting. And yeah. so some of those things just like happen over time because it's not something I would think to communicate. But, but in the main, you did such a good job of like, sort of inviting that and making it easy for me to be like, here's how you, you you've, you've, you've planned three or four trips for me at this point. And at yeah. the beginning, I thought it was just not possible. So I, I, I love that. Now, do, do you think that, do you think that, that there is some resistance for people around, I hate this task and it feels weird to give it to somebody else because it's a terrible task. When in reality, it's a task someone else might love to do, just not you. 
Right. You know, I think that if there is a, if there's any hesitation to delegate, it is always, the root is always an interpersonal thing, right? And it has everything to do with how you feel about your role as a leader and how that relates to others, right? So some people think, some people have an issue with delegating because it's like, man, I feel bad. I don't want to give this person Mm -hmm. more on their plate or I don't trust people or I'm the only one that can do this task well. And in our case, it was, gosh, I can really just get this done really fast. Like, I don't want to take the time to sit down and articulate how to, how to teach somebody how to do this task. Right. And so I believe that it all, when it comes down to delegation, it's always an interpersonal question first. What is your idea around leadership and how does that relate to the people that you work with? And so it's an interesting journey. And I wonder, how did you travel down that journey and how did you determine what was holding you back from delegating? Well, you were a big help. I, I, we'll talk about my calendar in just a second, where you, you, yeah. you had some like good, like uh, direct feedback for me. But um, I, I, I think that that part of part of the uniqueness was I wasn't really managing anyone that was remote at at the time that we started. I had a bookkeeper who's remote, but that's a little bit more like, um, there's, it's a little more hands off, right? Like. They're just being fed data, and once they yeah. know what to do with the data, they can pretty much just do that on their own, and they send me reports, and there's not a lot of management, right? They know how to do that 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 work. Whereas for yeah. us, you were having to learn the specifics of what I needed, and I think for me, and, and it's it's we're, what, six months in? I think there is still a little bit of that just in terms of if I'm not in physical proximity to somebody all the time, um, mm-hmm. where I can just sort of check in on how they're doing or, are, you know, they got a lot on their plate. Are they, are they not doing a lot today? Um, yeah. it's, it's harder from a remote perspective to know, um, whether I'm dropping too much all at once on you. The good thing is I feel like at this point we have enough rapport that I know that I can drop whatever I, I need on you and we're going to have a conversation about, uh, ideally I'm giving you some parameters for like, I need this right now. I need this in a month, you know, that kind of stuff. But we're going to have a conversation around what the priorities are and all that kind of stuff. But I can just sort of push it your direction and, um, and I'm not having to just like hold on to it all the time, but Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a control person, man. Like I, I enjoy having the control. And so to me, that, that was part of the challenge is how do I, how do I let go of it? Because, I believed in your capabilities, but I also felt like I don't know how, I just don't know how to release it. And so you, you were really helpful in sort of guiding me through that to some degree. And part of that is just building trust over time. You do some things and, um, those things work and I give you a little more and those things work. And pretty soon I just feel more comfortable. So like, I think travel is a good example. At some point I had to say, all right, here's what we're trying to do. Go. Because there's yeah. no way to do that halfway exactly, right? Like and um and yeah, y- you were just so reliable and so uh communicative. I really think that um 
I was looking to be led as well, right? Um, because I I didn't have a perfectly clear picture. And that's something that you just brought to the table. So so let, let's talk about the calendar because I do think that that's a great example of how you have led me in this process because yeah. you were good at identifying like the the overall what I'm trying to accomplish in terms of getting some things off my plate so I have extra space to do some of the things that I wasn't able to do um, and that I, you were going to have to help me get out of my own way in order to do that. So, so we had this conversation about the calendar. Do you want to, do you want to take that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I handle your calendar, Jeff. And I want to say almost every month, over 40% of my work is setting up your lunch meetings or just meetings in general. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, that was something that you were really quick to delegate right out of the gate. And we established, we clearly established that you wanted me to, to move into a position as your time gatekeeper at some point in our relationship. Right. And so I had began to take on these small tasks of putting your uh, meetings together for you, reaching out to people and putting those on your calendar. And I started, I think maybe four or five months in, was it four or five months in? Four or five I, I months honestly in. don't know. I am so bad. Like <laughs> I, I, I would have guessed we've been working together for three months. And then I was like, holy cow, it's been half a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> feels like I've known you forever yes. but uh I I mean it was like long enough where it was like man I've, I've been doing this thing we've been really plugging away yeah I started uh going into your calendar so I audit your calendar at least twice a week um I did a, I was doing these calendar audits and I noticed that you were starting to slowly pick up on like taking more taking more and more meetings and setting these meetings up all on your own and so I kind of let it go for a few weeks, to be honest with you, Jeff. I was like, let me just see what he's doing. Let's right? see what Jeff will do. <laughs> yeah. And he just starts picking it up more and this more and so more. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. But it's like, oh, yeah, it's obvious now. <laughs> yeah. So I I just decided, okay, we're going to give him some, we're going to give him some good feedback. And I remember that day you were hanging out in beautiful, sunny Las Vegas. Yeah. Yep. And I asked you, you know, what metrics are you using to determine the appointments you're going to set and the appointments I'm going to set? And I remember you kind of looking around and you, you said, you know, I don't really know. I, I just... (laughs) I don't know. Confused expression. Uh, I'm supposed to know that. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Like, how are you determining this stuff, Jeff? Right. And I remember asking you again, do you want me to move into this position as your time gatekeeper? And you said, yes, this is what I want. And I had to tell you, I had to give you some direct feedback. Like, hey, if this is what you want, you have to let this go. You have to let me do this as a consultant, right? You, your time is money and you can't actually afford to give everybody that access to you mm-hmm. for your feedback. And you took it so well, you took it so well. And we've just been hooting along 
ever since you've you haven't touched any of your meetings in your calendars so I'm super proud of you but that was something that we had to work through it was not natural for you to let that go yeah and and I think for for me part of what I and and, and we discussed this right part of what I was dealing with was the my own feeling of awkwardness around someone asks me for time and I just send that message to you and you you do what you do or yeah. somebody asked me for time and I direct them to like that was that was a very uh, awkward thing for me because especially I mean, I mean small town Fairbanks Alaska um, that's not something that happens a lot necessarily and I certainly don't want to be perceived as somebody who's like I'm too important to 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 deal with you in this regard but it really was yeah. like it was a it was a mechanical part, like a transactional part of that thing. It's not like I don't want to have a relationship with you, but in this right. detail, I I need someone to manage those things because, and we've had this discussion. It always seems like it's one email or one five-minute phone call, and it ends up being seven emails because it's right. never as easy as you think. So right. having you to navigate all those details for me was huge, and I just needed to grow up a little bit and say... <laughs> This is what I need to do to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish. And so I really appreciated uh, you being so direct with me and you, you, what, what I think I didn't consider along the way was as, as um, an executive assistant, you also need credibility with my network. It's not mm -hmm. just that I need to be have credibility with my people and then you support me in that way. Like you need to have credibility as the person who is like my rock, the go-to. If you need this, you're the person that is best suited to help them with that. And what I was inadvertently doing was undermining that in some situations, right? I would yes. just take that and do it. And so then it was awkward if sometimes it went to you and sometimes it didn't. So it had to really be kind of like a, we got to rip the bandaid off and yeah, you just got to do this. Got to be a big boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I actually remember that part of our conversation where I had to tell you, you know, you're, you're cutting my legs right yeah. out from underneath me when you take on these responsibilities again, because why would somebody contact me if they can just contact you? Sure. Right. And a lot of having an assistant um, is, um, it's a lot of effort right out of the gate. You got to teach them a lot of stuff. You got to tell them about yourself. You got to be able to do these uncomfortable things. But the payoff is great in the long run. And I think as an entrepreneur, right, as a small business owner, that's an easy concept to understand once you look at things that way. Yeah. Well, and I, I've long been a big proponent of, I really think everybody has some part of their work that only they can do. Some part of their work yes. that if they don't do it, it doesn't get done. There's an organizational failure if they're not doing that. And so mm -hmm. often it's easy to get distracted by things that somebody else could do. There's somebody else in the organization. There's someone you could hire. There's remote help. There are other people who could take some of those things off your plate. And how how often am I, I'll just, I'll just be specific to me, am yeah. I spending time or taking time away from the things only I can do to do something that someone else could help me with. And that was like a real eye opener for me because uh, it's like creative avoidance, right? Like 
sometimes you're picking tasks that seem like, oh, well, this is useful, but I'm picking them because the real work I need to do is hard and scary and I don't want to. And so yeah. to have, th there's a certain amount of back pressure that comes with having someone like you that I am paying to support me in this way. It's like, if I'm not giving you enough work to fill your hours, that that money is not, it's not doing me any good. So I have to be right. pretty judicious about, should I be doing this? Maybe not. And so I yeah. have to like, it, it helps me to refocus on the things that are most important. So I, I want to highlight just a few things that, um, that you, that are really key that you're, you're helping me with, um, as some examples, because I do think that I've had some conversations with folks who are just like, I feel like I could use this, but I just don't know exactly how I would use it. And so, I mean, I, I don't know how many times I searched, I Googled like, what can a remote assistant do for me? Like, <laughs> I don't know how many times I put that into Google. <laughs> um, and what I discovered was uh, th the answers were never as good as the reality, right? Like, I, I have discovered many more things that I've been able to hand off than I thought existed when we first started. So the calendar we've already talked about, uh, that's a huge mm -hmm. help, not having to manage um, appointment requests and uh, e even just rescheduling things, right? Those are things that none of them seem like a big deal, but they add up through the course of the week. And sometimes they can just be this distraction of chasing those things around. Um Planning travel, again, at the beginning, I didn't think that that was going to work. I didn't know how that would work, and it does. Um, so part of this, and I think part of part of why working with uh, an organization like Belay was ideal for me was in order to plan travel, you have to have a lot of information, right? Mm -hmm. I'm basically giving all of my most personal information to this other person. And so having an intermediary like Belay to broker that at least gives me more confidence that I'm not just giving that to a random stranger who, who knows what they're doing with it. Right. So yeah. you're that, that I think happened pretty quick. I, I don't, I don't feel like I was particularly resistant to that handoff to being like, you're going to need all this information, but the training part does take time. And the part where you learn my preferences and you know all that like when I'm traveling alone versus when I'm traveling with my family like those that all seem very overwhelming but of course you're really good at what you do and so you you took it pretty easily right you you were able to catalog that information um my the weekly email and podcast you are handling the publication of all those things you take I I barf out a bunch of content to you and we've sort of developed a system for how I can relay that um, yeah. And you make all that happen. So once I make the thing, I really don't have anything to do with how it is distributed. I just get to worry about making the next thing, which is really valuable to me. Uh, daily email organization. I, we talked at one point, like, I, I think my email is weird. I don't get as much email as maybe the average bear does. But um, you like triage my email every morning. You go through everything that's coming overnight. You organize it for me. And I just go in and review buckets and figure out what I need to do with certain stuff. And just even just having that, I just check my email way less than I used to because mm -hmm. uh, most of my email is not like really, if I don't answer this in the next 15 minutes, all hell breaks loose. Um, and it 
I began to recognize that email was like the, my favorite game on my phone, right? Like yeah. I would just press it just to see what was there. And I, that wasn't always the best use of my time. And so just the, the understanding that you were going to be in there, uh, that you were going to have access to that and, and be helping me manage that, it just helped me to think about my email in a different way than I had in the past. And I tell you, when I, we, we went on a, a trip not too long ago, and for that week, I was just like, here's my email. <laughs> just if you see something that needs to be responded to, just deal with it. That was yeah. amazing. That was amazing. So I really appreciated that. Um, so having said those things, are, do you, as you like are watching me operate... Is there stuff that you're like, okay, that's good. That's great. I'm really super proud of you for letting that go. But there's more. Here's what you need to start letting go of next. Is there something that's like percolating for you? Yes, actually. <laughs> when I saw this question, I was like, ooh, I'm going to give it to him. Yeah, so, okay. so just, just uh, I, I, I fed you this question, so you knew it was coming, but I do not yep. know what you're about to say. So this is, <laughs> this is live reaction time. Right. Okay. So I know that you are the main operator of your coaching business. And there's a lot, I would love to be more involved in the operational part portion of that business. Like mm. just a few days ago, right? You wrote me an email. Oh, sorry. I couldn't get back to you right away. Uh, I had this great discovery call. I had to do A, B, and C for this client, right? And I was just looking at A, B, and C. Like I can definitely yep. do all of those things for you. Right. Um, but like I said, I think what makes our relationship work so well is that I'm not looking to pressure you out of things. Yeah. I'm not looking to make your life completely different than what you've imagined it to be. But one of the benefits of having an assistant, an executive assistant, is that they're able to look at your current processes and systems and look at it from a perspective of how can I make this more efficient and effective for my executive, not just from like an organizational standpoint. Yeah. Right. So I love that you have always been open to allowing me into your world and letting me be your right hand, right. Allowing me to know all of the things about you. So I can take on that perspective and say, this is not working this isn't the most effective or efficient way to do this. Let me take some of that off of your plate. And you've been super open to that. And just speaking to how well you were able to give me the trust that I needed to execute the things that you wanted to, to offload right out of the gate was great because it let me know that you were open to this process. And some people aren't super open to that process. And so there's a lot of uh, interpersonal skills that need to be developed during this journey as you work with an assistant. But it's kind of like, I'm kind of like AI with a much more sparkling personality, right? <laughs> as I'm getting yes. more information from you, yeah. I am making sure to remember those details so I can stay in ahead of you that's my goal i want to stay ahead of you mm -hmm. and see if i can identify your needs before you can right so i wonder how do you feel about getting that feedback that i would like to be involved in your operations more 
on the coaching side. I feel great about that. Uh, I was also Good. thinking something similar. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, the, the nature of my work is, is like, I'm, I'm not sending out contracts every day, every week. Like, like it's not over and over and over. So it does fall into that category of, oh, this doesn't happen very often. Oh, it's not a big deal. I'll probably need to review a yeah. couple things specifically. Right. But I'll tell you, right. as I was doing those things the other night on my couch, um, I was like, Hmm, there may be an opportunity here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and, and so I, I great minds think alike. Uh, let's just say that um, because, yeah, that is something that I, I also see as an opportunity to be like, wait, why do I need to be in the middle of the of the contract part? Right. Like um, we, there probably is a system we can devise around here are the here are the three parts that may change on any contract. Use part A on this one and change the names and send it off um, on the surface to me it, it, it with with everything. It always seems super custom. And like, how could you possibly tell someone else how to do all this r crazy nuance that only I understand? Yeah. But that's right. ne never been the real case, right? It's like it is. It is trainable. So I, I I think that the one of the things that you that you just said was interesting to me because I I think there are some people who are so f they know they need some help and they're so focused on the what do I give away like. How do I uh, give you the work that that is going to help me? And what what I found was that's what I was struggling with. And the clearer I got about what is the stuff that I want to be spending my time on, the yeah. more it was like I don't I don't know exactly what I need to let go of, but I think if I find the right person, they can help me figure that out because I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And the clearer I was on that supposed to the rest of the stuff just worked out because you're a pro and that's what I needed. So an, another, another part of this is I did work with uh, another assistant for a short period of time who was somebody who was like inside my company and they weren't a, an assistant. It was just like, well, you're here. Maybe you could help me with this. And they did the yeah. best they could, but it's very different working with somebody who is a pro uh, versus somebody who's just trying to figure out how to do that to be helpful, right? So you were able to come in with a completely different set of eyes and a completely different, like, like just your background knowledge. You could assess things in a way that I hadn't experienced before, and that was a game changer. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's two kinds of assistants, right? There's one, uh, there's one kind that I call input-output, right? So they're constantly waiting. And, the, and one's not better than the other, right? Some people need, some people yeah. have different needs. But input-output assistants are, you. I'm just waiting around for you to tell me what to do. You give it to me, and I'm going to give you back a completed project, product. And to be honest with you, there are really great assistants for really cheap amount of money, uh, that are input output assistance, right? But in your case, you needed an administrative leader. Yeah. You needed somebody to come in. And to be honest, one of the hardest things about you as a client, Jeff, is that you were so naturally, and maybe not so naturally, maybe this took some time, but you were so organized that you actually could very realistically do all the things that you're delegating but you were setting a ceiling on your impact mm -hmm. as a leader by choosing to hold on to these tiny little initiatives, yeah. right? And 
as a leader, that the metric of success is impact. And I believe that delegation is the bloodline of leadership. Mm-hmm. And so how well you delegate actually sets that ceiling. And you needed somebody to come in and it was a lot about trust. That's what I could identify right out of the gate is I needed to show you that I was trustworthy enough for you to start giving me these tasks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And once once we established that, it was smooth sailing. We've just been doing the darn thing ever since. Yeah. That's yes. That 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 is a a a great I, I don't know how to end that any better. So <laughs> uh, other than to ask you is there anything we haven't talked about that you think would would just be specifically useful or that I haven't a path I haven't led you down that you're like, I wish we had talked about this? Hmm. No, I don't think so. We No, I don't think so. We okay. did a pretty darn good job. I, I, I think so. Yeah. So I mean, I I just really hope that this is at least a, a little bit of a primer on why delegation is important and how the process of of working with someone like you is like there are hurdles at the beginning in terms of training and there is time that has to be spent um, navigating some of that. There's no just quick, easy pass where you go from, I want that thing to it just exists, but it's worth it because what I, what I see over and over again is there are tasks that any of them would be, would be as fast for me to do myself, but I am, there's this multiplication effect of if I have to do it one time and it costs me five minutes, that's not a big deal. If I have to do it six times a week, well, that's a half hour. If I have to do it Mm -hmm. that many times, you know, it just adds up over time. And you have helped me to offload some of those things and not just have more time for that most valuable work that only I can do, but also to have just more bandwidth instead of like, I, I just don't believe that I can do my most valuable work eight hours a day nonstop. Like it's just not going to happen. So Mm -hmm. that's going to be a subset of my day no matter what. But now those pockets of time around it, I can think and I can relax and I can have more space to prepare myself for that work again instead of just diving into the admin stuff that I was just holding on to. And and I'll, I'll tell you, there probably is a little psychological component to, um, building that ceiling by saying, Mm -hmm. well, I've got all this stuff on my plate. I can't possibly go any further than I am that I have gone because it's safer than saying, I want to make a really big freaking impact. And now I have no excuses. (laughs) So like, I can see that as an element of like, here's a way to play small is to hold on to all these things. Letting go of them is an invitation to say, what if we could do more? Kind of a risk, but it's yeah, a good one. It's a great one. And I do I do want to end on something. I want to do a little shameless Belay plug. So Belay Yo. is a great, amazing company. Their acceptance rate for assistance is actually lower than Harvard's. And so they do a great job of vetting really, really amazing, amazing people. So um, looking for a virtual assistant is kind of like the Wild West right now. It's all freelancers yeah. in a wild internet world. So Belay is a great place to find a great assistant if that is what you need in your life. 
I, don't, I can't disagree. I, uh, I absolutely am a fan of what they do, and uh, you are a testament to that. Like, uh, that is because um, but you have been such a, a huge impact on my work and my life, and I appreciate the heck out of you, my friend. Same. Feeling is so mutual. Love you, dude. You're the best. I really hope that was useful to you as you consider the obstacles that may be preventing you from maximizing your effectiveness. As a reminder, this podcast is normally based on the most recent edition of my weekly email called The Sunday Setup. Each week, I send a bit of inspiration to a growing list of subscribers to help them kick their week off with purpose and intentionality. And I would love to have you join us. Just go to jeffwelch.com slash sundaysetup to subscribe today. That's it for me. Thanks for playing along. Thanks for playing along.